Or welcome back to the latest edition of the Always 100 Podcast, live today from Anchor FM, and we're going to get you up to date on week 10, recapping week 10, excuse me, in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Quinn McKenzie, and please follow the show on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you get your audio for absolutely free like subscribe and wait rate the show we would love to see how we were doing in your eyes hope everybody's staying safe out there the year's fastly fast the year is coming to an end very quickly right be a week or two away from thanksgiving which is pretty amazing to think about considering how long this year has been so just stay safe and uh enjoy some football where you can and enjoy the little things in life But we're going to talk today about Week 10, and we're recapping Week 10 in the NFL, an okay week of games. Uh, My first takeaway from Week 10 in the NFL was six late games. That was nice to see. (laughs) You know, six late games because CBS had uh, the Masters on, so they didn't really do anything for the early week, uh, the early games this week, so... Uh, so, you know, CBS had uh, nothing in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, Fox had all the, the early games. Uh, and we'll just get to some of the early game. Uh, and I'm going to start with Philadelphia and the Giants. Um, because uh, at this point, folks, the NFC East is so bad that it's captivating to watch. The Eagles are still in first place at 3-5-1. and one. The Giants are three and seven in second place. The Cowboys and Redskins are two and seven each. Now the Giants are on a bye week this week, so whatever happens, the Giants are big winners. Unless the Cowboys win, then it's a, you know if the Cowboys win, you know they'll leapfrog them into second place because they have the tiebreaker over them. So you know it's going to be really interesting to see the NFC East because. I'm at the point now where I, I'm not sure who's going to win the division. I, I, I'm not going to uh, bore you with predicting this division because it's just really, really awful to see. Uh, but we're, we're, we'll, I'll give you my, you know, you know, my my takes on the A- NFC East after Week Ten, and we'll, we'll just start with Philadelphia. Um, look, th- this stupid team is, is not going anywhere. I'm not really sure what they do well other than rush the passer. Um, their front four is the only good, they're good part of this team as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, they've dealt with injuries. Yeah, their offensive line has been in shambles, but they got some people back, and they got a couple receivers back, and Miles Sanders is okay, and you know all, all this all this other stuff. But um, this comes down to me. Um, they're they're, co- they're coaching their quarterback. I'm not sure. Well, the quarterback has been a, a horrific mess the entire year. Uh, he, he's he's been he has been one of the ten worst quarterbacks in football. I, I mean, I, this might get me in trouble with Eagle fans, but I mean, this guy this guy stinks. He he has stunk this year. A league high sixteen turnovers. A league high. You only passed for two hundred and eight yards against the Giants. 
I mean, you know, just bad plays, bad decision making. Every everything else is going with Carson Wentz. They're still in first place. Um, I, 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 other than the front four, I, I don't, I don't trust Philadelphia to do anything except knock your block off with their front seven. That's it. That, that that's the only thing they do good. I, I really consistently. Uh, this team's an average team. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl. I guess they caught lightning in a bottle. You know, they outgunned Brady. You know, I'm still bitter about that because I watch this stupid team now, and it's like, this team is horrible. They might win the NFC East, but really it's a might. They should have. They should be running away with this division because we're going to the Giants now. The Giants have a turnover-prone quarterback. They lost their number one player in, uh, in Saquon. Their offensive line is not very good. They don't have really good skill position players. Their defense is okay, I guess. And they have a first-year head coach. They're 3-7. and seven. They play hard. Yes, they, they, they do play hard. I got to give, give them that. You know, but I, I, I'm not impressed with the Giants. I, I don't think they're doing it going anywhere. Um, they, play, they do play for Joe Judge, though. I got to say that. You know, to my surprise, they 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 really are playing for this guy, and they must really like him, because uh, you know I, I didn't see the real uh, allure of hiring Joe Judge uh, as, as you know as a new head coach for the New York Giants. But this is that's why they're the, the guys up there are doing what they're doing, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, so it, it it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. They're on a bye this week. The Washington. The Washington football team, I mean, hey, Alex Smith had his first start in two years, almost two years to the day. Um, you know, he he, he he played pretty good. I mean, you know, Matthew Stafford led another game-winning drive. I mean, they lost in the final seconds. I mean, they, they were about a 59-yard field goal away from potentially being in first place themselves. So, I, you know, it, it's, it's that, that that's Washington's thing. And in Dallas, I mean... Hey, look! Dallas plays hard. Like their defense is playing hard. You know they're, you know they're, they're playing a lot better than they did the first quarter, quarter of the season. You know they're, they they're stopping to run a little bit better the last two weeks and get after the passer a little bit better the last two weeks. But unfortunately, with the Dallas Cowboys, they have no offensive line and their quarterback just had COVID nineteen. They they don't have a quarterback. They they don't have a quarterback or or an offensive line. They're not going anywhere. And they lost Trayvon Diggs. I, I, they lost their number one corner. This team ain't going anywhere, even if they do win the division. So, I mean, it, the NFC East, the biggest takeaway for Week 10 is the NFC East is so horrible, it's captivating to watch, and I'm not going to pretend to know who's going to win it. But I do know whoever's the five seed uh, will go down to the, the NFC East venue and win by at least 15 points. Next takeaway. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 9-0. Uh, they mollywopped Cincinnati. Uh, folks, they, they they may have taken the Dallas Cowboys or Garrett Gilbert lightly. Well, they sure as hell didn't take Cincinnati lightly. That's for sure. They, they didn't take them lightly at all. Now, partly, it was because of the weather. And my goodness, it was it was bad in Pittsburgh. High winds, Rain to three two hours before the game, not a real not conducive to to 
to doing real good things in. Unless you're Ben Roethlisberger, you had the week off because you had co you had, you had to do COVID tracing. He had the week off, comes back, and all he does is go for three thirty five and four touchdowns. Two to my guy Chase Claypool. The Steelers are the Steelers are going to be a force to be reckoned with, man. If they if they start off as quickly and, and maintain the intensity and don't play down to their competition, they're going to be held to deal with in the playoffs. They really are because that defense that defense is really really good. They get they get after people to knock your head off. Minka Fitzpatrick, I mean, might might be an All Pro again this year, but he he was. He, that was a terrific trade on the part of Mike Tomlin, and uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not remembering the Steelers GM at this particular moment in time, but uh, those guys, um, and by the way, Mike Tomlin should be coach of the year right now, uh, not an O team, he loses his quarterback, they're an 8-8 eight and eight team, and Big Ben needs to be in the MVP discussion, because we're, 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 we're yakking on about Tom Brady and, and we're yakking on about Rodgers and Wilson and, and all these guys. Guys, Big Ben got hurt in week two. They went eight and eight last year with no quarterback. So Mike Tomlin should, probably should be coach of the year on top of that. So last year even. But you get Ben back, they're nine and oh. That, how's that not an MVP? I mean, he's got he got about twenty one or twenty two touchdowns. He got only got about three or four interceptions on the year. Threw four more last week. I think we need to consider Big Ben uh, for league MVP. Give that a little bit more uh, legitimate credence, especially the way the Steelers are looking at this particular moment in time. Next on the list, Tom Brady and the Bucks. They got back on the winning track. They went down to Carolina. Carolina gave him a nice fight in the first half, and then Rojo was like, "All right, man, let me take let me take this thing ninety eight and peace you out." Ninety eight yard touchdown changed the entire complexion of the game. Tom Tom was spectacular as usual. Man, he overthrew a couple people. No, we overthrew Antonio Brown. He might have had four fifty if he didn't overthrow about two or three people. Uh, but you know, twenty seven to thirty nine, three forty one, three TDs, a rush TD. Four total touchdowns, no no turnovers whatsoever. The guy's got over close at least he's got to be close to thirty three thousand yards. He might be over it now. Three thousand yards, about twenty three touchdowns, about seven picks the entire season. The guy's been fantastic. The, he he has come there. The Bucks went seven and nine last year. He comes to Tampa Bay. They're seven and three now. They got they got a pretty uh, a pretty tough game Monday night. I'm not going to say right now they're going to go to eight and three. I'm not sure about that uh, because we'll, we'll get to the Rams right now because that's who they got. But Tom was spectacular. Mike Evans with a really sick catch in the end zone. Got both feet in. Grown man strength just just snatched it right out of the air. Uh, really good performance all around. I think with the Buccaneers, but uh, their defense is taking a step back though. The, the, the defense guys start playing up uh, up better, uh, to up to snuff with their level that they were playing the first couple weeks, especially when they faced the Green Bay Packers. Because, hey man, the next two weeks you got the Rams and you got Kansas City. I mean I, that that'll show me a lot. It really will. That'll show me that will show me a lot if this team is for. I think they're for real anyway. But if they're really a contender in the in their own conference in the Super Bowl, uh, it'll show me a lot. 
uh, for them to get uh, uh, probably split uh, in all actuality. But if they were to win both these games, it really would show me a lot about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But a really good win in Carolina nonetheless. Next up, uh, speaking of the Tampa Bay's next opponent, the Rams. The Rams beat the Seahawks again, and um, folks, I'm getting tired of watching the Seahawks. I, I'm get I'm getting tired of watching them. I, I really am. I don't know what it is with this stupid team. Russell Wilson has decided that he wants to be a turnover machine all of a sudden. This defense is horrible, even though they play better, to give him some credit. But I'm not sure Jared Goff played all that great last week. I'm not sure if the Rams are very good. All I do know is their, their defense their defense showed up, uh, intercepted Russell Wilson about two or three times, sacked him about six times. I mean, that, that'll work. Um, but I'm tired of watching Seattle. I, I, I really am. This, this, Russell Wilson's has made, made some really boneheaded plays the last couple weeks, uh, really cost his team uh, the turnover department and really playing himself right out of – uh, an MVP season that looked like a lot for him to do so to 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 get his get MVP votes first of all and to win it uh, win his first league MVP he's playing himself right out of that and I'm sorry you 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 know you're playing yourself out of it when you got p- guys like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Big Ben and Tom Brady all these guys nipping at your heels and, and you're you're having three turnover games. And you're 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 looking really bad on games that you really need to win uh, to to prove to everybody that you are a contender. Uh, but I, I'm ver- I'm struggling with that reality because I'm not sure if they are a contender after watching last week's game because they looked really really bad uh, against the Rams uh, on, on last Sunday night, and it, it it's going to be a very interesting dynamic to see if the uh, Seahawks get back to the formula. Uh, of just playing decent offense, I, I I don't really trust their defense at all. Uh, give them credit; they held the Rams twenty three points. Uh, but part of that ha- happens to be Jared Goff. I'm not really sure uh, how much I like him, but uh, the the Rams are the Rams might be a problem uh, in the NFC playoffs if uh, they keep playing defense the way they do. Next one, uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, talk about throwing your hat for Coach of the Year odds. Bill Belichick. The Patriots are 4-5. and five. I thought the Ravens were going to be in by 21. I'll openly admit to you, I had no faith whatsoever. I thought they were going to lose. I thought they were going to get embarrassed. I thought they were going to get punked and humiliated in front of the entire world. And guess what? That did not happen. The Patriots as a six and a half point home underdog win outright against the Ravens. Uh, I don't think this had much to do with Lamar Jackson. I think this was just a fantastic coaching job on the part of Bill Belichick. Uh, little known fact that J.C. Jackson, the former Maryland Terrapin, the guy leads the league in interceptions. He got another one last week, uh, last Sunday night. That's six interceptions for this guy. Cam was okay. I mean. You know, I got a rushing touchdown, about 100 yards passing. I mean, I'm going to need a little bit more than that. But then again, when you're playing with the lack of talent that we are, I mean, I guess that's what you're going to have to do. Uh, for me, I, I'm not I'm not really sure what to take from that game. Uh, the Patriots have been competitive uh, in most of the games this season, uh, which is much appreciated. But uh, when you don't, when you have the lack of talent this team does, 
I don't really think you're going to make the playoffs. And you got you got a hard schedule coming up uh, because you got the Texans at Houston. That's a toss up game, if you ask me. Um, I, I, I'm not really sure who I want to favor in that game. I really, really am not. Uh, I'm not really sure if they're going to beat the Cardinals, which we're going to get to uh, right after I'm done speaking about this game. You got the Chargers, Rams. You're at Miami. I mean, it, it's just it's a hard schedule, man. I just don't see them going eight and eight. I, I don't see that. Maybe maybe eight and eight. If they add a 16th, uh, if they add an eighth seed in each conference, maybe eight wins get you in the playoffs. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I'm not really overly uh, enthusiastic because I know when the Patriots get into the playoffs against any team with any competent quarterback and any, um, you know, real offense and a defense that can get after us, I don't really see the Patriots doing much of anything in the playoffs. But it was a very impressive win uh, for the Patriots Sunday night. And I was very happy to be wrong that the Patriots were going to get blown out. And, and if you're a Ravens fan, I mean, this is this is somewhat embarrassing, really. You're three full games back of the Steelers with with five to go or five or six to go. You know, that that's not that. I mean, you you really you really shouldn't have lost. To the Patriots anyway. It helped that it was inclement weather, as far as I'm concerned, with, from the Patriots' standpoint. Uh, but if I'm the Ravens, I should. Be, I, I'm starting to get really concerned. Uh, if you're losing to a Patriots team with a lack of talent, uh, even if it is in Foxborough, that the Patriots team has, uh, because yeah, that that just that just would concern me if I was a Ravens fan. Couple more here. Uh, the Oakland Raiders won again. I mean, I understand they're fa- I understand they're they're facing the Denver Broncos. They stink. At least they're offensively challenged. Their defense is okay. The Broncos aren't anything to write home about. But the Raiders won, and that's setting up one hell of a Sunday night matchup. Uh, Chiefs Raiders this Sunday night on NBC. Uh, that's some. That's some. I will stay up to watch. It might turn out to be a complete blowout. I don't know. But I know that the Raiders and the Chiefs' hatred is starting to get uh, ratcheted up again. The Raiders are good. That means the NFL's getting good. And uh, we're, we're fixing to see one hell of a game. But I, I'm, I'm very impressed from what I see as far as uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders are concerned. And on the same breath, same same thing goes with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tua wins again. They're 3-0. and uh, They beat the Chargers uh, 29-21, 2-3-0 is is a starter. Miami's defense is actually good. I I, I think Miami legitimately uh, could make some noise and win the AFC East. But uh, the last one I'm going to say before we go, Buffalo. Um, Buffalo was about 15 seconds away from being 8-2. and two. And then Kyler Murray pulled a Houdini. Um, that that play was just sick. I can't get enough to watch. I can't get enough of it. I really, really can't. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is just a grown man. He he grown man to all of them. He told them boys to get back in the weight room, get your weight up. He mossed three, like three of the better defenders in the league. He mossed all of them to 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 pull that win out. It was an unbelievable play. The Cardinals. They might not be 
It might not make noise this year, but they'll, they'll, they'll be hell for people to come, especially to get that defense a little bit better, to get, improve the defense a little bit, get, get uh, Kyler some protection on the offensive line. You got Larry Fitzgerald, just the ageless wonder. They can run the ball okay. DeAndre Hopkins, as I just said, is a grown man. And Kyler Murray is just playing absolutely unbelievable, if you ask me. I, I, I really like Kyler. I love what he's doing, and I'm happy he's having the success that he, that he has had. And you're number two uh, in the NFL. Uh, the Cardinals are going to be a very intriguing team to watch, and I will definitely be keeping my eye on them. But that was an unbelievable ending. One of the best endings of a football game I've seen live in recent memory. Uh, crazy, crazy finish. And Buffalo's got to be sick because, I mean, that that would have been, you, you want to talk about two impressive games. I mean, you beat, you put 44 on Seattle. You put 30 points on Arizona. You, you go down there for the game-winning score. You think you have the game-winning score. And DeAndre Hopkins snatches snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. Or snatches victory from the jaws of defeat. I'm sorry. And uh, you know you you were one one hail mary away from being eight and two. I think Buffalo is still really really good and will be a problem in the AFC playoffs in January. All right. Well, that'll be uh, my end of the week ten recap. Recap. Uh, week 11 on Thursday's show, we're going to talk about a bunch of games here, a bunch of really intriguing games. Uh, chances are we're going to talk about Arizona-Seattle for sure, uh, Kansas City and the Las Vegas Raiders, the Rams and Tampa Bay on Monday night is going to be a great game to talk about. Uh, you know, Tennessee and, and the Baltimore Ravens play, uh, and maybe we'll even t- take a few minutes to talk about Atlanta and New Orleans and uh, the Saints life without Drew Brees who if you didn't hear has a collapsed lung and three broken ribs which is uh, not great if you're plus 40 Um, so yep I think uh, that's it I think that's it for the show today Uh, we're going to I'm going to sign off here right now Uh, please follow the show again on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Podcasts like subscribe Rate the show and come join us again for the Always 100 podcast Thursday night uh, to preview week 11 in the NFL. Until then, this is Quinn McKenzie. See you later, folks.